Blog Talk Radio. Stand with me. Turn to 491. They're going to sing Shelter in the Time of Storm.
Amen. Sure will. Y'all remember my brother? He's doing better. He's in a private room now. And, uh, you know, first indications we got Sunday when he come out of all that, he, he don't want no more to do with it. He, he hurt him bad enough this time. I think it made an impression, I hope. We hope and pray. And uh, so, anyway, I'm going to go up and see him tomorrow. So be praying for him. Uh, please uh, be in prayer for my father-in-law. Stephanie asked special prayer requests for him. Uh, he's had surgery again on his knee, and uh, they've got to give him high-powered antibiotics. It's real expensive stuff that the VA uh, gives, and they're having a hard time trying to find a place where they can where they'll give him the medicine and send him to. Uh, they were going to put him in Clarksville Nursing Home, but they've since changed their mind there. There's not one in Paris. So they're trying to find a, hoping we find a place where where his wife can be there with him to take, make sure he's taken care of. So they're, they're still up in the air. They're debating whether or not to send him home and do home health, and that's what they're wanting to do. So please, she said, please pray that that goes through and they're able to do home health and, and, uh, and get it taken care of that way because he needs to get home and get well. All right. Uh, anybody else? Anything else? Y'all remember Stephanie's shoulder? Yes, Miss Charlotte? Yes, ma'am. Her glasses, yes. All right. Somebody else? Anything? All right. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Ask God to meet with us. Richard, lead us in prayer. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you. 
They don't know the answers a lot. And I feel for those people, amen, because you know what? I know what answers a amen. I know where to turn when I need comfort. And and I feel bad for somebody who doesn't, don't you? Amen. Listen, we've got the answers that they need. Amen. I want to just sing a minute before we, before we get into this. Y'all, y'all sing with me. I know y'all know I know y'all know these choruses, and I just had them on my heart tonight. I just want to sing them. Uh, number seven in the book, you don't have to turn there. You know it is. In my cup, Lord, I lift you up, Lord. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. Red of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up, and make me whole. I mean, there's just a bunch of good little choruses like that in this songbook that we might never sing because there's not no verses to be a, a congregational song necessarily, but there's another one. I Be not wise in thine own eyes. 
fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For the Lord, for whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as the Father, the Son, in whom he delighteth. And again, here, verse 13 through 20 is our text tonight. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver, and the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things that thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, and happy is everyone that retaineth her. The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth. By understanding, he hath established the heavens. By his knowledge, the depths are broken up, and the clouds drop down the dew. Let's go to the Lord tonight in word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, I come before you, before the throne tonight. Lord, I, I know that I need you tonight. Lord, as much as I've ever needed you, I need you again tonight as I come to the to this sacred desk to deliver the word of God. I pray, Father, for unction from heaven. Holy Ghost of God, stir me tonight. Use me. I pray you'd fill me up, Lord, with what you'd have me to say, and Holy Ghost, pour it out to your people. Open their hearts, minds, and understanding, Lord, these that are sitting in front of me in this room, and Lord, all those that will tune in later or tuning in now to, to watch along with us on, on the Internet. Father God, I pray that, that you'll work in their lives as well. Father, speak to hearts. So many people need your wisdom. So many people are starving and for lack of wisdom. And, Lord, they're suffering for lack of wisdom unnecessarily because, Lord, you're not, you're not stingy with your wisdom. You're not selfish with it. Lord, you're a generous giver. Help us to see that tonight and help us to lay hold on what's before us. Help us to take hold of it and, and, and fix our lives to the truth, fix our lives to wisdom. Lord God, latch on to it and let it guide us throughout this life. Help us now. Feed us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So we're going to talk tonight. First thing I want to talk about is how, do, how does wisdom, how does finding wisdom make you happy? Because that's what God is telling us in these scriptures, that if we will find the wisdom that he gives, it'll make us happy. And, you know, and I, I'm kind of, I, I, I kind of get skeptical when I say that word happy, not in the word of God because God said it, because I don't for that reason, but most of the time people talk about making happy, again, we talked about this the other day, there's a difference between joy and happiness. Joy comes from my salvation. That's the source of my joy, is the fact that I'm saved. I'm a born-again child of God, and, and I can be on my worst day having the worst experience of my life and still remember that I'm saved and have joy in that fact. So joy is not determined based upon my circumstances. Joy is based upon something that happened at, when I came to, to the cross of Calvary and got salvation for myself. When, when Jesus gave it to me, rather. But, but happiness is based upon circumstances. It's based upon what you can do for me or what goes on in my life. It's all, based, it's all circumstantial. But God is here telling us that the man can be happy finding wisdom. Well, 
these are circumstances, amen, when a, when a man's life gets better, when a man's or a woman's life begins to change for the better, and, and things begin to, to be beneficial and successful and profitable, well, happiness comes with those things. And so we're going to look at this tonight and see just exactly what God means when he's telling us here that happy is the man that findeth wisdom and the man that getteth understanding. First of all, let me say this. That happiness, the happiness is not in the fact that God has wisdom. The happiness comes in getting that wisdom and taking it for yourself and making it your own wisdom. Amen? It's not, it's not your own own because it's God's wisdom. But when God's wisdom is, is put in place of your own, when, when the Bible tells us, trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not up thy own understanding, God is saying, you take my wisdom and substitute it for your wisdom, which is not good. Your wisdom will lead you astray. Put my wisdom in its place. And the happiness comes when we do that, when we make that. And, and you know, you think, well, that's a simple thing. Most anybody would do that. But you just wouldn't believe how hard of a time people have doing that very thing, letting God rule, letting God have the, drive, the driving wheel in their life. Because why? They think they know what they're doing. Or they, 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 they're selfish with their life, or they, they just simply uh, don't think they've had enough fun yet, so they just want to keep on doing what they want to do until they get old, and then they can turn it over to God and let him have the wrecked remains of whatever they tore up. That's the way a lot of people look at it. But that's not the key to success. Uh, but but uh, sadly, that's that's the majority way of doing things. And uh, believe you me, I know I've seen a lot of people that are still trying to uh, still trying to do it their way, and they're they're not having any success at it. Amen. Um, like I said, the happiness comes in taking it for ourselves or making it our own. Number one, the thing is, we can only get it from God. There ain't no other place where we can go to get wisdom. Amen. Uh, it's the only place. And when we take our our little bucket to God's fountain in prayer and say, God, I, I, I don't know what to do with all these things in my life. Well, Father, I'm making a mess of things. Lord God, I, I need some wisdom. We find out that God isn't going to just give us a little old trickle. Amen. God ain't going to... I'm going to tell you something, but I'm not going to tell you. I remember I'm on videotape. But, but, you know, some people are stingy. Amen. Some people are very stingy. and But God's not that way. God is a liberal giver. Now, we see that word. You know, the Bible tells us in James 1, 5, it says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. And I hate even, I, I, I almost hate using that word liberal, because nowadays it means somebody ain't got a brain in their head. But, but it, it really, the honest definition means generous. A person who was liberal used to mean somebody who was very generous with their what they had, but now it means somebody who's very generous with everybody else's money. It, it don't have anything to do with their being generous with their own things, just with everybody else's. But God is generous with what he has, and God has all the wisdom, amen? And God is a generous giver, and he says if we just go and ask, that God will give us generously all that we need, liberally. He won't tell us no. He won't upbraid us, amen? It will, it, it, it'll, it'll happen, amen, if we'll go to God, and that's the only place we can get it. Number two, we've got to labor for it. And so what do you mean you've got to labor for it? Well, wisdom's precious, and it's got to be treated as such. You know, anybody that goes hunting for treasure or precious metals or stones, they've got to go look for it. It ain't just laying everywhere. 
You don't walk down the sidewalk and see diamonds and rubies laying around. You don't see chunks of gold sticking out of the concrete. You know, you got to go look for it. you got to hunt it down. It takes effort on our part. And we, we don't just, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say God's wisdom don't just float in by osmosis. You've got to seek it out. You've got to go mine it out. Amen? It takes great attention and effort. I mean, I think about somebody going into a mine and they see a vein of gold in the wall. Well, it takes effort to chip out all that, all that rock and everything and get the gold out and separate it from everything else. It takes effort. And in the same way, we need to be careful that we're mining what's the truth of the Word of God and we're not getting some else's opinion mixed in with it. We need to make sure that we're not getting the world's ideology or the world's viewpoint on, on God's Word. We need to make sure we're getting the true, uh, raw material. Amen? It takes work. We need to, you know, in other words, don't sit and listen to some TV preacher trying to get your truth during the middle of the week, turn it on, like, oh, that guy sounds nice. This new confuse you, and you'd be like a termite. Yo, yo, a lot of folks will, I'll tell you, because what they say sounds good, but there ain't a lot of truth in it. It's just a lot of a lot of confusion. No, the real stuff, you got to go in there and get it out yourself. God will give it to you. God will help you, but you got to go in there and get it out yourself. And I can tell you this right now. Amen. The reward far exceeds outweighs the labor that you put into it. If you just get in your Bible and, and start looking for truth, God will just bless you and reward you above your expectation. I said it's happiness comes from getting it for yourself. Again, we can only get it from God. We've got to labor for it. But thirdly, the more wisdom we seek, the more we can gain. I know that sounds obvious, but but the more we seek it, the more we can have. Again, God's not stingy. It's like God says, here, all you want. Why would we just get a little and be satisfied? There's always more to go get. There's an unending supply of wisdom out there. The more wisdom we gain from God, look here, the more we appreciate God's wisdom. Amen? And the more we appreciate God's wisdom, then the more God is able to use us because we have his wisdom and we understand it and appreciate it. And the more we're able to gain more reward in eternity. That's how this works. Amen. And, and, and it all starts with us really wanting to know what God has to say. And once we get it inside of us, then we have the vehicle with which to get things done for God because we understand his will and we understand how he works and how he wants to do things. Again, the reward far exceeds the labor you'll ever put into it. Uh, and, and, the, and the more wisdom you seek, the more you're going to gain. All right, number four. It'll be a blessing and a benefit to you and to other people. When you when you seek after God's wisdom, using it as your standard. I I'm a law law abiding citizen, but when the law and God's word parts, I'm gonna follow God's word. I don't care. Hold me in jail. I don't care. I'm still gonna follow God's word. I'm going to do what God says regardless. Amen. Science says this. God says this. I'm going with God. Again, I don't care. Science can say what they want to. It really don't make a difference to me. Uh, And and people can call me crazy and a nut all they want to, but I'm still going to stick with God because God made this all. Amen. It's his. And therefore, I'm going to stick with God. Amen. Uh, But like I said, it would be a blessing to you. And, and, and as you use the wisdom of God as the lens, like I'm looking through these glasses lenses tonight because I can't read without them. Listen, I need the lenses of the Word of God. And when I use the lenses of the Word of God to see this world, 
it'll guide you and guide me to doing God's will rather than to be driven by peer pressure into doing things that the world's way or propaganda that's told us lies to sway us this way or the other or feeling. We need the lenses of the Word of God to say, this is how I see it because this is how God sees it. Yeah, I'm sure you feel that way and let me sympathize with you, but God says this and I ain't changing, for God. I ain't changing from what God said because of your feelings. There's a lot of people right now in America got their feelings hurt. Because, listen, because we lined up with God on something and, and it hurt their feelings because they want to murder. Amen? Well, God says, thou shalt not kill. I'm sorry, but that ain't the way it's going to work. Amen? So, you know, your feelings are this, but so, so sorry. God says no. God says no, it's different than that. Amen? And I'm going to line up with God. So it'll be a blessing and a benefit to you and to others to line up with God and seek after his wisdom. Uh Secondly, let's look at this right here. He said, Happy is the man that findeth wisdom and the man that getteth understanding. I, I know it seems like we're bogged down, but we're going to take off here in a minute. We need to be in the wisdom business. You say, what do you mean? I mean, we need to be. One day, I'll never, I, I never forget it. I was driving my pickup truck, and it hit me like a bolt out of the blue. It's been a long time ago. Uh it just hit me like a bolt out of the blue. I've been lied to about most everything in my life. Did y'all ever have a day like that where you just, just hit you? And they've lied to us about nearly everything. And and, and, and I realize the only truth, the only thing I have to latch on to is the Word of God. That's it. I mean, I, I mean, I, I know I should have thought that a long time before I thought it, but it just hit me when they bang. You know, that's the way it is. Uh, everything, uh, the news is real. This is a false facade that's been built for us to believe in. And it's all a big and, and, and we need to be in the truth-seeking business. We need to be looking to God for truth, amen, seeking the Word of God for truth because it's all in there, amen. And let me say to you about that. It needs to be our main business, our main business, not our part-time business, but our main business is seeking God's wisdom. I mean, think about this. How much of your waking thought time do you give to God? I'm not asking you to tell me, but I want you to think about that. How much are you, I mean, you're, you're awake for roughly 16 hours a day. How much of that time do you give to God? Now, balance that with how much of that time you give to entertainment, such as looking at your phone, playing a game on your phone, watching TV, listening to something, music, or whatever, playing a game, anything. I mean, how much time do we give God? How much time do we give to meditating on something we've, we've read in his word? And listen. God doesn't want second place. He really doesn't. I mean, I'm convicted by that when I tell you that because I'm, you know as well as I know I'm a human being and I fail too. So I'm just telling you that we both, both of us need to acknowledge we don't give God near the time we ought to because we don't. And he don't want second place. God doesn't want to go to work part-time. God, want, God wants to be the boss. Amen? He don't want to work part-time with you. He wants to work full-time with you. He wants, he wants you to always be on call for him at a moment's notice if he needs you. He wants to be able to say, let's do this, and you do it. And that's, that's how God wants to function. He wants us to be sensitive enough to what he wants to see it when it happens. Think about that. If we, if we got to know God well enough, we don't even have to tell us that we see what God wants. If we got to know God's will enough, we don't have to tell us that we see what God wants. And, and that's what I want. I, I, I'm, I'm being honest with you when I tell you that. That's really what I want. I want to be that sensitive. But I immediately sense what God's trying to lead me to do, and he doesn't have to knock me over the head to get me to do it. Amen? Uh, listen, 
a second thing about that, we need to be in the wisdom business. It need to be our main business number two. We need to go all in, all in. Uh, Matthew thirteen forty five and forty six. Listen again. The kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls. Who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. He went all in. He said, this is what I'm looking for, amen? Christ represents that pearl, amen? He is that pearl, amen? And and, and, we're, we're, and he said, I'll give everything for that, amen? Listen, I, I, I want to give my all to him, and, and I don't be your heart's desire to, and I'm sure it is, amen? But, but it takes us literally saying, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm through. I'm through with this world's wisdom. I'm through. I'm, I'm through being swayed by this, that, and the other, and I am, I'm just going to here on out. I'm just going to give God everything I got. I mean, who knows how much longer we got from this earth anyway. Let's just give him everything. Amen. Proverbs 23, 23, the Bible says, Buy the truth and sell it not. Also, wisdom and instruction and understanding. Hang on to it. It's important. Biggest tools is compromise. And it's like, you ain't got to give us everything. Just give a little right here. You'll be helping so-and-so if you give just a little bit on the truth. That's why I ain't got no use for these non-denominational churches, because they sacrifice the truth on the altar of fellowship and brotherhood. When you just all throw every doctrine now, you got all these different denominations coming together, well, you gotta you got to throw something out, because they all don't believe the same. I mean, listen, it's, it's, it's dangerous stuff. We need to we need to latch on and hold on to the truth. All right. Next thing, we have to take it when it's offered. When God offers us His wisdom, we need to be willing to take it right then. He expects us to respond when He offers us wisdom. I want you to look. Well, you can look back right there in Proverbs one, verse twenty-four through thirty. Let's look what God says about those who don't want His wisdom. Because I have called and ye refused, I've stretched out my hand and no man regarded. But ye have said it not, all my counsel. He said, Lord, what you have said ain't worth nothing. And you would none of none of my reproof. You wouldn't let me correct you. I will also laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind. When distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. Then shall they seek me early, but they shall not find me. For that they hated knowledge and did not choose to fear the Lord, but they would none of my counsel. They despised all of my reproof. I know we're not that not in that crowd, but God wants us to understand how serious He is about us taking heed to His wisdom. He wants us to take hold of it when He offers it to us. I mean, think about it this way too. Here's another incentive to get busy about about seeking God's wisdom, and I mean really applying our thoughts to wisdom and know God's heart and mind. Because even if we spend our entire lifetime from birth to death trying to seek all the wisdom of God, we'd never get it all. Not in one lifetime. Amen? So we're already behind. So we need to get busy because we ain't got that much time left. So we really need to get after it. All right? So second of all, I said, number one, how does finding wisdom make you happy? Well, number two, what does ha- what what happiness does what happiness does wisdom give? What what kind of happiness does it give to you? Look at verse fourteen and fifteen. To the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver, 
and the gain thereof than fine gold. So what kind of what happiness does it give? Well, it, 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 it's Bible says it's better than it's better than what you can get with silver and what you can get with gold. Uh, it's more precious than rubies. More more precious than anything you can ever even compare to her. So what what happiness does it give? Well, it's a supernatural happiness. It ain't a happiness that you can find on this earth because there's nothing on this earth that can give you right. Right, absolutely, a contentment, absolutely, a contentment in your soul, right, a, a, the kind that only God can give you. Uh, you know, God tells us here it's better than all the money and the riches that we could ever hope for in the entire world, to have the peace of God, to know that God loves us, to know that we're his child and he wants to teach us, that he wants to feed us from his word, uh, you know, you think I mean he compares it to all these things of the world, but it's it's a it's a more valuable wealth in that wisdom's value never goes up and down, it never fluctuates. The things of this world you invest in gold and silver, their value goes up and down. But but wisdom's value never never gets more valuable or less valuable because it's the standard. Amen. There there can't be no fluctuation there. But 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 it's more valuable to have wisdom. Christ and the grace that he gives us in God's favor than, than to have every every fleck of gold on earth and every speck of silver and every diamond and you see a mountain of precious gems and, and, and gold and silver and everything. And I mean, you, you know, you had the deed to all the land in the world. You had everything. You still wouldn't be happy. Those things don't buy happiness. This world's wealth can't purchase godly wisdom either. Not a bit. You can't, you can't, you could, you take all the money you want. You can say, give me your wisdom. You can't get it. Amen. In Job 28, 12, the question is asked, but where shall wisdom be found? And verse 15 says, it cannot be gotten for gold. Neither shall silver be weighed for the price thereof. It can't offset or do away with the lack or need of heavenly wisdom. So I got all the money in the world. Yeah, but you ain't got no heavenly wisdom. You don't know what God wants. You don't know. I mean, God made you. You're his, you're, you're his creation, and you ain't got enough sense to, to bow yourself down to him and serve him. And all that, all that money and all the things and all the oil and all the people who want to do anything you want them to do so they can get a piece of what you got, you'll never fill that void in your heart that's God's side. Never. Never. Solomon told that. He tried to fill that void without without looking to God to find for satisfaction. He couldn't find it nowhere else. There ain't nowhere else to have it. He had more money and everything than anybody could ever want. Had had more women than anybody man could ever hope to have in their life. A thousand women in his life and he still wasn't happy. Amen. He had all the riches in the world, wasn't happy. I mean he he had it all. But he wasn't happy it was that didn't make him happy, it was God. I tell you, riches bring trouble. They don't bring happiness. They really do. <laughs> Again, I, I've referenced this many times over, but I used to watch it on VH1 a long time ago, Behind the Music, and they'd show these rock groups that I thought were so great when I was a little kid and coming up, and then you see their lives and they're tragic and 
and how they, you know, they they either drank themselves to death or doped themselves to death or, or went bankrupt and lost everything they ever had. Somebody done them in a dirty business deal. You know, and it's so sad because they were just riding high. They had it all, they thought. But no, those things won't make you happy. Worldly wealth is not a standard for true happiness. Uh, regardless of what Joel Osteen or Kenneth Copeland or any of those shysters will say, uh, it, it, that stuff that don't make that don't make person happy. I can promise you that. Uh, some of the poorest people in this world are happy because they're possessors of heavenly wisdom. They know the Lord, and they're heirs of God, and they know what's waiting on them when they get to the end of this life. <clears throat> heavenly wisdom will do for us what earthly riches could never do. Look at verse 16 and 17. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. In other words, it's a real genuine happiness that God gives. Amen? You know, Wisdom is called a shield, much like a boat's called a shield or different things like that. It's kind of it's used spoken of metaphorically as as kind of like a queen bestowing gifts on her loving subjects, I think is the way kind of God pictures this right here in verses sixteen and seventeen. It says her ways her ways are ways of pleasantness and all her paths are peace. It, notice it says in verse sixteen that, that length of days is one thing that wisdom promises. When a person seeks after wisdom, that God promises length of days. And I, I don't know anybody doesn't want to live a long, full life. I heard some, one time somebody said, who in the world would want to live to be 96 years old? So I said, 95-year-olds. I too. Uh, you know, but but God promises length of days, you know, and and. and and wisdom, wisdom offers it for the taking. It makes sense, you know. I mean, if you're wise, you're going to make better choices, which will buy, buy, you know, give you a longer life. You choose the safer choice. You choose to take care of yourself. You, you, you just make better choices in life. You're following God's word and you're listening to his wisdom. And God promises, again, to have a longer life. And, and, and that's something that everybody wants to have. Amen? And, uh, but, you know, long life's valuable, but wisdom is also a teacher of eternal life, which is far more valuable than long life. But wisdom offers length of days. Secondly, it offers riches and honor. You know, I think some people are of the mind that God's opposed to people having riches, and God is not opposed to having people having riches. God is not opposed to bestowing riches or honor on a man. But see, the the reason God will do that is because a wise man will honor God with his riches. He will honor God and invest those riches back into the kingdom of God. And a wise man will will not take that honor for himself and say, oh, yes, that was me. He'll defer that honor to God and confer where it belongs on God instead of taking it for himself. So God, God says riches and honor are there too. Uh, you know, again, we're just conduits. And we're just conduits, just like a just like a, a water pipe. And we're here. I mean, God God put us here to to send His work through us. 
So God is looking for somebody who's seeking after his wisdom so that he can, he can bestow riches upon somebody who will use them for his kingdom and his glory and his honor. He's looking to bestow to bestow a, a honor on somebody who won't take the credit but will give God the credit. I mean, God's looking to use people, but he's looking for those who are seeking to do it the right way and seeking his honor and seeking his wisdom. Uh, length of days, riches and honor. Pleasantness is another thing that the Bible describes here. Right? For ways are ways of pleasantness. Pleasantness, delight, suitableness, splendor, beauty. I mean, pleasantness. I think I liken it to the delight I get in spending time with God. When God speaks to my heart from his word, I mean, there's a pleasantness there that I can't describe to you when I know God spoke to me. You know, pleasantness, I, I, that's a feeling I get when I'm sitting out there on my back porch at night and the world's still and the frogs are singing and everything's just quiet and peaceful in the world like it ought to be. Knowing that my Father in Heaven is in control and not sitting there staring at the TV screen listening to all the things that are going wrong and chaotic in the world with just listening to them frogs singing that song out there. That, that, that gives me a sense of pleasantness. That God's in control and everything's all right. And I ain't got a fret. It's going to be all right. You know, I mean, pleasantness, the joy of being a dad and, and seeing my children grow gives me a perspective on God watching us grow and, and, and watching us mature. And, and wisdom helps us to see God's perspective on things and not just our perspective. Um, fourthly on this, it's, it, it's a happiness to see things from God's perspective as well. Verse 18, she is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, and happy is everyone that retaineth her. Wisdom is a tree of life, that's what it says, ever-sustaining, ever-nourishing, ever-guiding, ever-blessing, and ever-sealing. Wisdom don't do any, anything but good to us. Always. And then I'm going to hit verse 19 and 20 real quick. By, the Lord by wisdom has founded the earth. By understanding hath he established the heavens. By his knowledge the depths are broken up and the clouds drop down the dew. Again, I said before, when God and science don't line up, I'm going to go with God. I'm going to, I'm going to go with God every time. And, and God's word and wisdom run contrary to modern science. That's for sure. You know, it says by wisdom he, he founded the earth. Founded means to fix, firm, or settle. Uh, it, it, that to me is not spinning out of control through a vast universe. Um, it says by his, and he established the heavens. To establish means to fix or found or order. You know, so, and I may have missed this the other day, but, you know, God's, God's creation was finished on the sixth day. When he created, he rested. When he was done, he was finished. And, and again, uh, the, 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 science says that our universe is still expanding, but that's impossible because God never created an ever-expanding universe. The Bible doesn't say that he did. Uh, Einstein said that it was all a system of chaos, but God didn't design chaos. God, God's not the author of confusion. Uh, God is in control, and, and the reality of God's creation has been distorted by scientists 
philosophers, and sacred societies. Wisdom and truth are found in the Word of God and the Word of God alone. And like I said, God didn't create an ever-expanding universe with stars still being born and all those things. Isaiah 40, listen to Isaiah 40, 21 through 22, and I'm going to close after I read this. It says, Have you not known? Have you not heard? Hath it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth, and the inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers that stretcheth out the heavens as a curtain and spreadeth them out as a tent to dwell in. Now listen to that and think on that for just a second. God sitteth upon the circle of the earth. That means he's above it, looking down upon the circle of the earth. Now, whether that's flat, oblong, donut-shaped, or what, I don't know, can't tell you, but I'm going to tell you, he's sitting looking down upon the circle of the earth. Okay? I, I fail to believe that it's the way that Galileo interpreted it. I fail to believe that it's the way that the Kabbalah, the Zohar, teaches, and that's what Galileo and all of them have followed after down through history. A lot of that has to do with Kabbalah and astrology, and, and not astronomy, but astrology. Uh, but again, just understanding and seeing things from God's perspective, He's sitting upon the circle of the earth. Now, the great thing underneath that I see is is that the inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers. If God was so far millions of light years away, there'd be some mighty tiny grasshoppers. But the way God puts it, he's just right above us looking down. Amen? And it says he stretcheth out the heavens as a curtain and spreadeth them out as a tent to dwell in. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I've seen a tent before. A tent. A tent goes over something and, and sits down on something. And it, and sure sounds like a firmament to me. Amen. Sure sounds like God's account of creation in Genesis. And and I I urge you to go back and look through that again and just think on that. Amen. But listen, we've been lied to about so many things in this world. Again, I just want the truth. But I, I we desperately need God's wisdom. If we're going to get answers to the to the real issues of our life and the real things that, that we need to that we need to solve the problems of our life and the problems that other people bring into our lives, we need to seek God. We need to seek His wisdom, and we need to put Him first. Amen. Again, He's got more than you could ever hold. You'll, you you could never ever go to God and get all the wisdom He's got. So I just urge you, seek Him daily. Seek Him often. And let's grow. Let's grow in the Lord. Amen? Let's stand together. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.